for great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts. The TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. All right. Well, welcome back to State of the Nation. Hour two starts now. I'm Steve Hook, broadcasting live from the Central Jersey Shore. And there's Brian McLean, also known as Hesher. He's doing it live uh, from the uh, from Central Texas. And Hesh, I must say that I entered the program today being a little bit pessimistic. I'm not going to lie, kind of a Debbie Downer. And then, of course, that that was immediately replaced with optimism because we had Eden Gordon Hill. She's as chipper as a, as a sunrise. Uh, and then Jerome Corsi kind of put into bed the notion that we're all going to be driving EVs, whether we want to or not. That was nice to hear. Uh, and Kate seems like a very good candidate for California 49. So I'm feeling better is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's good, Steve. I'm glad. It's funny how the actual state of our nation bleeds into the show and bleeds into our psyches, you know, because you and I speak at night and our producer, Kimberly, we talk back and forth at night. And it's an intense state of the nation right now. <laughs> so it's um, it's quite the roller coaster ride. I completely sympathize with how you feel um, starting the show sometimes, you know, and when we're setting it up, it's like you're looking at all the things you're going to talk about, the people you're going to speak with. And yeah. you start to, you know, it's hard to not um, internalize a lot of these topics because they affect I'm us telling you. all so deeply now. Yeah, you look at it, it's like, well, this sucks, that sucks, that's going to suck, this definitely sucks. Uh, but it's nice when it when it does kind of uh, kind of turn around on you, and that's what happened in the first hour. By the way, you know who's scared as heck right now, uh, Hesher? Any guesses? Oh, tell me. Who's scared, who's scared as heck? Well, Kamala uh, Harris. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, buses are yellow. I mean, she knows that. She's got that going for her. <laughs> she loves yellow school buses. <laughs> Vice President Harris admits that she is scared as heck about a Trump win in 2024. She went on a very, very friendly source. She went on The View because that's just a whole roundtable of genius there. Uh, the View co-host Joy Behar asked Harris about more recent concerns expressed by former President Obama and First Lady Muchella, uh, 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 and they, of course, are also scared as heck. Uh, and Behar asked uh, Harris, are you scared? What could happen if Trump, God forbid, became president again? Uh, to which the Veep responded, I'm scared as heck. There's an old saying that there are only two ways to run for office, either without an opponent or scared. So on all of those points, yes, we should all be scared. But as we know, and certainly this is a table of very powerful women, we don't run away from something when we're scared. We fight back against it. I'm just waiting for her to give us the definition of scared. I mean, she is such a font of wisdom. But uh, it looks like the uh, the, the apparatchiks in the media and the uh, panel shows and the shows like The View are going to be running on the fear of Donald Trump. Uh, going forward, especially after what we saw in Iowa. Uh, who watches The View at this point? I mean, 10 years ago, I think that all of the the stay-at-home moms, if I'm going to paint with a broad brush here demographically, all the stay-at-home moms, work-from-home moms, uh, retired women who watched The View are now conservative mommy bloggers, all right? The View took their entire audience crapped on half of them for the past 10 years made it worse and worse every day the presenters worse and worse every time they'd swap them out 
Um, and most of those are like mommy bloggers now and social media influencers for conservative um, topics. So um, I think that most of the views views come from conservative channels that are commenting on the psychosis of Trump derangement syndrome and other culture war topics. Yeah, well, you're not kidding. And I mean, if you look at the view, a perfect example of this is a Petri dish of idiocy. Uh, you've got every former conservative hostess on that show that has since left, whether it's, uh, uh, what's her name, McCain, uh, 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 Megan McCain, uh, and others, they've all come out and said, those ladies are harpies. They're, they're crazy. The only place I ever see anybody watching The View, if I'm honest, is the waiting room at the dentist office. And my dentist has all of a sudden put a, uh, you know, a, a no view zone anymore. So I, I never see The View anymore, but I read about it. <laughs> and apparently they're just as bad as they ever were. So there Steve, you go. You know what my favorite The View clip was of this year so far? Uh, Whoopi Goldberg trying to defend herself against uh, being uh, publicly listed as one of the friends of Jeffrey Network, one of the people that would hang out with Jeffrey Epstein. So, you know, she, she takes the like it's a joke. She played it off like, oh, it's a big joke. Uh, yeah. When is it really America? What's your view on that? Yeah, no kidding. Well, you know, she's got she's got a lot of explaining to do, but that's whatever. Who cares? Hey, are you enjoying <laughs> listening to TNT? Because uh, we certainly enjoy having you. If you think we're doing a good job, then please let us know that. We'd love to hear from you. Leave us a like or a positive review or comment on Facebook, Gab or Getter, and help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's News Talk TNT. Keeping the commitment 24-7. I've been in the car all day and I got to listen. Can't get enough of it. You guys are doing a great job. Today's News Talk Radio TNT. Okay, we're very happy to welcome our next guest, and uh, what a guest for this time, especially after the Iowa caucus. She's an online opinion editor, comment, uh, a commentary writer of the Bold and the uh, and host of the Bold and the Blunt podcast for the Washington Times, and she joins us now. We're talking about Cheryl Chumley. Now, Cheryl, it's no secret that many on today's left have not only abandoned God, but they've also mocked anyone that holds on to any strong faith. Mostly white Christians, don't you know? They seem to be the target of a lot of this mockery. But it's beyond mockery now. Now it's straight-up resentment and a dismissive attitude that's kind of become weaponized. Uh, while at the same time, they have made golden bust out of Dr. Fauci, and they've foisted a religious fervor towards the idea of their worshipped climate agenda. Uh, so let's break it all down uh, with you, Cheryl. Um, I read your latest piece, and uh, it's a wonderful piece. Uh, Anthony Fauci and the dangers of science over God. That kind of goes to exactly my point, but it was a great piece. Welcome to the show. How are you today, Cheryl Chumley? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, and thank you for that very kind intro. Yeah, um, we have seen the left veer. They, they, they can call themselves atheists, agnostics, whatever, secularists, but they're really not because they do seem to worship at the altar of government, don't they, Cheryl? And they worship at the altar of green energy and climate change and all this stuff. It's very weird. It's very. Can you help explain it? 
It just seems like the Democrat Party has taken a turn down a path of atheism, headed right toward evil, right? Everything that they support uh, by legislation or policy or agenda seems to reek of, first off, uh, you you can't get around the abortion issue. That's the Democrat Party's central platform. And going forward, we're going to hear more of that because of the recent Supreme Court case. But also, basically, what they support is collective which is communism, socialism, progressivism. These are all the same words to describe a government that has total top-down control on the people. And in a nation like America, where our rights are supposed to come from God and government's only there to serve the citizens with their individual God-given rights, that's a very dangerous message and narrative and viewpoint to have. Yes, Mm. it is. And and getting back to, to Fauci, Let me just read a little bit from your opinion piece here. Anthony Fauci, the former face of coronavirus policy for two White Houses, said in closed-door testimony to the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic that the social distance requirement of six feet that marked much of the COVID years and in some instances still exists is unscientific, random, and, quote, sort of just appeared, end quote, on the political and cultural scenes. How did that hit you? That he lied again, as he always does, as as he did from the very beginning of the coronavirus days to now uh, present day closed door testimony before Congress. And hopefully that will lead to open door testimony in the coming week or a couple of weeks. And so look, Anthony Fauci has been the big denier of his influence on the coronavirus crackdowns on individual liberties. All along, he has said that all he does is offer science. He's the face of science. He is science and data and truth and 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 if you don't listen to him you're not listening to the science but what he does is put forth messages such as if you don't do x as i say then potentially people could die knowing full well that the media will then take that and run with it to say that anthony fauci said you'll die if you don't do this and now let's go after all the conservatives in america who aren't of uh obeying anthony fauci so this latest deception of his he finally acknowledges that the social distancing that caused uh, so many clampdowns on freedoms. That was the basis for a lot of the shutdowns, including in the schools. When he basically admitted that that came out of nowhere, he was acknowledging in my mind that he had lied. Yeah. And, and it's not just that, but I mean, all of the, uh, the grandmothers and grandfathers that died alone, all of the elderly parents that weren't allowed to see their children because of this absurdity that he foisted upon us, And then goes, I didn't say that. I said that I would just follow the guidelines of the CDC. They know better. And of course, I know better because I am science incarnate. I am science, for God's sakes. How dare you question me? Um, This is kind of very, in, in a way, Cheryl, this is kind of similar to the climate thing in as much as that if you just follow the money and who's making the money, you see why the agenda is so important to them. Fauci made millions from COVID, just like the climate warmers are making million millions from alternative energy grants and whatnot. Uh, have, have we become so just um, fundamentally stupid as a culture that we can't see these <laughs> lies? Or do you think that people are starting to wake up to them? 
I do think people are starting to awaken to the lies, but the problem is that when the key people who are in charge of the systems don't care that the people are awakened to the lies and keep pushing forward with their deceptions and their seizures of individual liberties, that's where the clash occurs. And I'm so glad you brought up about the comparison to climate change because it wasn't just similar, it was identical. Anthony Fauci at the very, very beginning of the coronavirus used computer modeling to predict deaths that would occur around the world if we didn't listen to him. Computer modeling, as you well know, is the exact same method that the climate change alarmists use to predict their own deaths and need for controls on citizens. So it's the exact same playbook and we need to be aware of that. Yeah, exactly. And I'm glad you guys are pointing out uh, this idea that, you know, oh, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. I yeah, That just showed up in our culture. What are you talking about? Another quote from this that he said was, quote, show me a school that I shut down. Show me a factory I'd shut down. Never, I never did, end quote. Oh yeah, really? Um, we can show you the schools. We can show you the trauma induced in so many of the kids in those schools. We can show you the 600,000 restaurants across the nation that shut down and people's lives ruined. We can show you the unconstitutional real estate takes, as we pointed out uh, with one of our guests uh, last week, who's actually suing the government over this. He's saying, hey, you can't, tell a landlord that there's a moratorium on evictions because you've destroyed his tenants businesses thus destroying his businesses and then leaving him no recourse that was normally there before to recoup for himself all he got instead was a check from donald trump for 1200 bucks and a check or two from biden for 1200 bucks and the opportunity to take a toxic loan and don't even get me started on this whole uh Remember, Fauci also told us social. if we don't social distance, we're going to kill grandma, uh, right? Okay, um, it wasn't unvaxxed people who didn't social distance that killed grandma. As Steve points out, it was grandma's heartbreak. It was grandma's fear. It was grandma's asthma that sent her to the hospital, and then they put her on a ventilator or filled her full of remdesivir that killed her. And, and Cheryl, now they're threatening us with disease X. Can you believe this? I mean, another computer model, the only thing that they have on not only SARS-CoV-2, but as well as disease X, uh, you know, whatever variant BS 24-7 is a computer model. I, I do believe it, sadly, because it's the reason I wrote my my latest book, Lockdown, which I've discussed with you guys before on your show. And it's to warn that the globalists, right, which is really where this is being pushed from. It's the, the great reset crowd, the World Economic Forum, World Health Organization, United Nations, and so forth. Once they saw how America crumbled to government dictate so very easily, let's not forget even the churches closed, which was the biggest horror in America in a nation where we're supposed to have God in our DNA because that's where God-given rights come from. But in when, when globalists saw America fold to government dictates, they knew, you know, ding, ding, ding in their minds. This was the time to strike. And they have a year left with Joe Biden in the White House 
hopefully they are praying to their God of, you know, green or whatever it is that Donald Trump does not win the White House because that will put a stop to it. But they're hoping that their Great Reset agenda will still in the next four years achieve their final visions for the world, which is basically total top-down control on all the world, including America, and the idea of individualism and individual rights pushed to the side for a global communist system. There you go. I couldn't have said it better myself. That's really what it comes down to. And that's why we love having you on State of the Nation, Cheryl. Um, It's at CK Chumley. That's L-E-Y on X.com. Pick up the book, Lock Down the Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom for More. And stay tuned to State of the Nation for Cheryl Chumley's next um, experience here with us. Cheryl, thank you for joining us here on State of the Nation. We'll look forward to next time. This is today's News Talk. TNT's Bruce de Torres. The Who's proposed treaty will increase man-made pandemics by Merrill Nass. Just a minute about this. This report is designed to help readers think about some big topics. How to really prevent pandemics and biological warfare. How to assess proposals by the Who and its members for responding to pandemics and whether we can rely on our health officials to navigate these areas in ways that make sense and will help the population. populations. We start with the history of biological arms control and rapidly move to the COVID pandemic, eventually arriving at plans to protect the future. She didn't put protect in quotes, but I just did verbally. World Stage and Bruce de Torres on today's News Talk. TNT. Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to TNTradio.live. The human mind is like a computer, no matter how efficient it may be. Its reliability is only as great as the information fed into it. That's a campaign promise. Tell us the truth. Tell us the truth. We mandate that the truth be told. You're hearing it. TNT. All right. Welcome back to State of the Nation. Well, our two-tiered system of justice has been very evident since the days of Russia, Russia, Russia. Yet these days, it has become even more obvious that the old creed, justice for me, but not for thee, is still bitterly clung to by the elites that run things and, of course, all of their apparatchiks that carry their water. You need look no further than Fannie Willis, uh, the case against Trump in Atlanta, or maybe the cases in New York City, the case in D.C. Clearly, the DOJ and the courts have been zeroing in on stopping anyone that might upset their seats in power. Enter. Donald Trump. Now, here to help break all this down, there's a corrosive abuse of power and the double standards and the rank hypocrisy of it all is the host of Lionel Nation on YouTube. It's our friend Legal Lionel. Lionel, hello there, sir. Welcome to State of the Nation. How are you today? Excellent. I am honored to be here. Well, it's an honor to have you, sir. And I just want to touch on, I just want to ask you right out of the gate because it's just so top of mind. Fanny or Fonny, I've heard it pronounced two different ways. Fanny or Fonny Willis uh, in Atlanta is screaming race because the one uh, the one prosecutor that people are going after uh, that she hired happens to be a guy of color. Of course, he also happens to be the one that she's sleeping with. 
Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm not so much judging her on the color of her skin so much as the content of her character. But what do you make of this whole Fannie Willis case in Atlanta? Is this going to go away because of this? No, no, absolutely not. Uh, a, a couple of things here. First and foremost, there's an adage that is used a lot in terms of judicial ethics, and that is you must avoid the, um, by the way, that's Lionel Nation versus legal Lionel. That's okay. No big deal. <laughs> in any event, the there's an adage that says that judges must avoid the mere, the mere appearance of impropriety. The mere appearance. And in something as big as this, you would think Fannie Willis would say, I can't use my boyfriend, my paramour, my my lover to be a part of this. I can't do that. So I'll I'll use you later on. We'll we'll figure this out. I'll I'll keep you on board. But not when the scrutiny of the world is on me, when my trajectory could be somehow derailed by doing something as stupid as this. And gentlemen, the argument that they're using is, okay, what if this guy happens to be one of the most uh, competent prosecutors there is? So what? Husband and wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, what's the deal? The theory is that because, and whether this is proven or not is a different story, the theory is that because she is basically siphoning the benefits of this, She's siphoning the benefits of this. She might be prolonging either an investigation or something so that he stays on longer. He brings more money and they get to split it for the various jaunts around the world. So it's 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 not that that far-fetched. But what a boneheaded lunatic this is. And by the way, her her quote, her uh, racketeering case has been reduced to nothing. People have pled out for nothing. Double parking, uh you know, uh, uh, mopery. I mean, it's 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 a joke, and and she and to, to think. Did you see where she also pled before some? Was was it an AME church? It was a church. Uh, some yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm innocent. It's like what what is? I mean, come on, try something a little bit different. Maybe try sexist. But when, as soon you as go. you hear racist, you go. Eh, we don't hear anymore. It's like we're just yeah. habituated to this. I mean, low, 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 uh, low echelon uh, rank uh, corruption at best. And I'm being kind. And and what about <laughs> this uh, this lawyer that she's had uh, the relationship with? Well, I guess it was an affair. I think one of them was married when it started. Um, uh, is that person qualified to be heading up such a uh, giant case? I mean, it really seems kind of like a Saul character from Breaking Bad or something, the way I read about him. Well, but by the way, Saul is very good. You know, Saul is pretty good. <laughs> that That's subject to, listen, how can you be a qualified prosecutor in one of the most stupid prosecutions ever? I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so you're going to be one of the best. That's not the point. Look, there is this amateurish, stupid, low rent this idea that I can do whatever I want. And the the goal is get Trump no matter what. But you think somebody would say, let's vet this a little bit. But by the way, gentlemen, what's interesting to note is the more that they they go after him, th th politically, he rises. I mean, this this is Nietzsche. He, he's not stronger. It's like, bring it on. I mean, yeah. let me have it. If you ask most Americans, what is he being charged with? What is it exactly? Say, um... Uh, well, something. Yeah, yeah that's so, corruption. So, so anyway, th this is just 
absolutely disgusting. And I don't know what they thought. You would think they would have coordinated their efforts. You, you, you would think they would say, listen, let's make this stick. Two impeachments. They went after him for the emoluments clause. I'll give you $50,000 in a new car if you can tell me what an emolument is. Nobody even knew. Nobody cared. When the Biden family basically said to you and everybody else, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, it's so incredible that I'm thinking to myself, maybe we're just being kind of toughened up by corruption where we don't, re, you know, we don't react. We're being habituated to it. I don't know. Yeah. God, I, well, I hope you're wrong. I don't want, I don't want that to become the new normal, but I do tend to agree with you that they, they, they are certainly on a, uh, on a, on a one, a one, one way road here with regards to Trump. It doesn't really much matter how significant the case is or how, how uh, airtight the case is so long as they can make the case. And so long as they have the media to echo the case. And, and, and I agree with you, Lionel. I don't think any, if you were to ask most people, they would say, I don't know, blanket corruption. He's corrupt. He's a dictator for God's sakes. That's what they're charging him with. Which of these I'm cases too- do you, th- which of these cases do you think uh, is the biggest threat uh, to president Trump? Well, the uh, the documents case, the Mar-a-Lago case with Jack Smith, because it's it's very cut and dry. You don't have to show intent. You know, it's just like, did you have them? Did you have the documents? Did you have the 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 approval? Yes or no? But even that, look, I got to tell you this this. And let's back up a little bit. I would think, first of all, the the president is lucky, and I said the president. The president is lucky because he has the most boneheaded, the most Boeotian like imbeciles going after him. This is a group of people. I I I don't care about Joy Reid. I'd rather lick a belt sander, drink ink, or a thumbtack my frenulum to particle board with a tack hammer than watch five seconds of this, whatever this is. But I had to by virtue of my YouTube rotations. But these are the only people that I know who, in addition to these lousy prosecutions, will take a bad joke and run with it. To wit, he's on the Sean Hannity show. Are you going to be a dictator? Well, maybe just one day. (laughs) (laughs) The only people who didn't understand it were these jadrules. Then a while back, he said, remember when during the uh, the Russia gate, he says, hey, Russia, if you can get a hold of Hillary's emails. Everybody thought it was a joke, except these desperate people would say, that's it. That's an example <laughs> of it. I mean, you're, you're wondering, is this is this real? Can it be this? And by the way, can I just throw some something out? Actually, Lionel, out? I'm sorry. Hold, hold that thunder right there, because we want to see the lightning crack, and we have a headline inbound <laughs> right here at today's News Talk. What a news day this is turning out to be. Wait, 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 wait till you hear this. Now, TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is actively seeking increased security support for Ukraine as the country continues to resist Russian military actions for a second winter. Senator Ted Cruz has endorsed former President Donald Trump as the Republican nominee for the 2024 White House race following his triumph at the Iowa caucuses on January 15th. NATO Secretary General Jan Stoltenberg said on Tuesday that Russia is advancing on many parts of the front in Ukraine, while Kiev's summer offensive did not deliver the desired results. The Common Housefly Caught in the clutches of the spider's web, 
every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Oh, dinner's ready. Oh man, escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNT Radio. Dot live. All right, Lionel, please pick up where you left off. Thank you for being here with us on TNT. Well, let me ask you this, Lionel. This this will probably okay. Well, then take it away, Lionel. (laughs) No, 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 please, 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 please. Okay, well, pick up what you were saying, but I also just want to add this, and maybe you could weave this into your answer. Doesn't all of this, this media fanfare, this obvious, you know, fake sort of zeitgeist, um, narrative-driven thing that is being, uh, you know, spoon-fed, beer-bonged to the public practically, um, doesn't this just pile on the collective zeitgeist of non-progressives about the fakery and weaponization of the government? I'm trying to figure out how this benefits any right. cause other right. than polarizing us. Well, see, what you're doing is it's a very good, it's, it's a great question. Normally, when 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 you watch, for example, I love animal films, you know, like In the Wild, the Cheetah, and you never say this, why did it run into the mouth of the lion? Because animals never do anything stupid. You never even watch this and go, I don't know why he did that. But we watch this and say, why did they do that? <laughs> Wait a minute, who's the predator? Who's the prey? They hired her for the prosecutor? Wait a minute, what? They don't seem to care. Here's one for you. Why didn't we ever figure out whose cocaine packet it was at the White House on plasticine with fingerprints and cameras? <laughs> Where did we? Why did we ever never find out who stole the Dobbs memo? They've only got a couple of clerks. It's the Supreme Court. We're not talking about the great train robbery. How many people do you have? Who stole it? This is, I, yeah. mean, I, I don't understand. I, I mean, not, I, I, I don't, I don't under, I don't, I don't get any of it. And, 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 but the good news is, is that nobody watches Joy Reid. Nobody watches Rachel Maddow. You know the expression, what if a tree falls in the forest and doesn't make it sound? Well, that's, that's MSDNC. It's just, it's for these it's for these, um, this is weird because a couple of times in, in Washington, my wife and I would notice they're watching Morning Joe. It's like they're the ones. It's, it's for this singular group of people within this pocket of, of uh, cool kids who think this means something. But most people just don't get it. And, and, they, and, and I hope that's true. But the, the, the thing which is the most important, and I don't want to be jumping around here, but between Hunter Biden, Fauci, the lying, the prevarication, the lie, the 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 well, the bribery, of course, but the perjury, I'm a lawyer, an officer of the court. Congress means nothing. You can lie. You remember when the MLB, Major League Baseball, people came up and they talked about, did you use performance enhancement drugs? And they're sitting there like this. And who was it? Mark McGuire's best line was, do we have to talk about this now? Yes, we got to talk about this now. Let's talk. <laughs> anyway, they forgot about that. The TikTok guy forgot about him. Zuckerberg forgot about him. Hell, in 1994, whenever they brought the tobacco execs and they asked them, does nicotine, is nicotine ad- addictive? And they all said, no. Nothing happens to anybody. What's the point? I would even, the next time, if you ever appear before Congress and they tell you to raise your right hand, just say, really? Does it matter? I'm not going to, I'm not going to, what? Does it matter? Quit, quit pretending. One more thing. I don't mean to over, because you've just hit a nerve. Again, in this YouTube thing, I watched this stupid 
Fox News with, with Laura Ingram. She said, it's like, my gosh, she's pressed against glass. She's like this. <laughs> and she's with Rand Paul. And they were talking about, isn't there something about Fauci? Well, I think he should go to prison. Jesus, you're a senator. Do something. They, they sit around and they act perplexed, flummoxed. I don't know what's going on here. I, I, I just, they, they told us that there was no such thing as the Wuhan, and it turns out, it, I think Francis Collins might have been misleading us. I don't know. And then there's no, there's no reaper except for Trump. Trump yeah. can't fart in an elevator without somebody indicting him for something. The amount of, of, of precision in terms of prosecution with him, it's just, they're all over him. I, I don't know what to tell you. But I'm, Lionel, I'm don't, don't, don't you know? You're frustrated. The, the thing, the thing that drives me nuts is not only the obviously massaging of the uh, narrative to push the agenda. It's the fact that at the, at the other side of the mouth, they're saying we are the smart ones and you are the yeah. idiot, <laughs> and everybody else is looking. I'm like, what the living hell are you talking about? This is absolute nonsense. Everything you've just spewed is nonsense. And so I do think that you're right. I think in a way it's almost like Br'er Rabbit, don't throw me in the briar patch when that's what he wants all along. Here they think that they're going to throw Trump in the briar patch. Well, Trump's made a whole life living in the damn briar patch, and he's he, only getting stronger. He's the here. Here's the best one. He goes to Iowa, doesn't say a word, and breaks all records for for winning. I mean, he doesn't say anything, which yeah. should be a hint. Don't say anything. Here's another one, by the way, just irony of ironies. I'm a Second Amendment uh, uh, advocate. Uh, I don't want to say a zealot. I'm a constitutional amendment uh, zealot. And I've always said that the Second Amendment is not about, you know, plinking cans and, you know, hunting or whatever it is. So Bruin came out, this great case that Clarence Thomas wrote the, uh, the majority opinion for, which says basically, you don't have to ask anybody for permission for you to, to enjoy your Second Amendment rights. You don't need to ask anybody for permission. So basically threw out the New York licensing case. Okay, here comes Hunter Biden. They're getting him for lying about his addiction or lying on the form. Guess what case he's going to be using to get his ass out of a crack? Bruin. He's going to yeah. be claiming, wait a minute, I have the Second Amendment right. And Wait, what? Wait a minute. What? You, the evil seed of this contaminated bloodline of, of, of perfidy, you're going to be using the dread Second Amendment on your behalf, which, by the way, he should. He should, because if, if it applies to us. But don't you love the irony of this? Doesn't it <laughs> yes. just... I, I, I don't understand any of this. And the best part... Well, there, there is no best part. It's all the best part. It's... It's, it's, I mean, this is the great, don't you gentlemen feel like every day, what can't we talk about? There were some times, look, I've been in talk radio. I started 35 years ago and we'd say, what are we going to talk about today? I don't know. Any evergreen just kind of slow. Cause we had like the newspaper. Now it's like, what, what don't yeah. you want to plow Schwab Davos? Uh, you, you, you can't believe what we're hearing at every level. And by the way, people think this is some kind of conservative radio. This is reality radio. There are people out there who are sitting back. Oh, and one more thing, please, I don't mean to. Do you know 
a fellow named Cat Williams recently yes. was on some show. Shay Club Shay Shay with Shannon Sharp. This guy's make this guy makes Alex Jones sound like uh, you know George um, um, uh, George Romney or not, uh, Romney's father. He's talking about the Illuminati. He's talking about the the appointed and the planted. The same thing goes later on with this with this Jason Whitlock and other people. Even little Nas X, something. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm agree. This is incredible. <laughs> I've been saying this for the and one more time. I gotta throw this one more thing. This talks about irony of ironies. We have the prototypical classic Upper West Side Jewish um, liberal. I mean, prototypical. She is is now finding out that she is turning to her own liberal side for, for understanding regarding Israel and Palestine. I don't want to go there necessarily. But her friends are basically um, siding with the Palestinian-Gaza uh, connection. She has to go to Fox News to find simpatico. It's up, it's down, and left is right. And the, the, this, this left-right distinction, all the rules are over with. They're gone. Yeah. This is going to be 2024. Let me tell you something. The Great Reset. Klaus Schwab was right, but for the wrong reason. This is this is already, it's unraveling, and I love it. <laughs> Lionel, <laughs> it's amazing to see, and I'm I'm glad the conversation spun in that direction because I've been saying it since Kanye West showed up on Alex Jones's show. Something has changed in the zeitgeist right here. All of a sudden, the the Overton window has shifted. The conversations around the dinner table are shifting. You saw Vivek Ramaswamy and um, uh, at that next date with Trump there what was that New Hampshire, I think. Uh, his speech rife with terminology that five, ten years ago, yep. would not a presidential candidate would not have allowed on his stage on his platform. We're just about out of time, but take us out in thirty seconds or less. Well, you're, you're right about that. And let, let me tell you something. I have been uh, an Alex Jones. Alex Jones created everything. And then Alex <laughs> Alex went a little off the reservation, but he's back. And you can thank Elon Musk for this. And let me tell you something. They say that poli politics makes strange bedfellows. Well, this particular zeitgeist that you speak of right now has brought people together and created new coalitions that you're right. Five years ago, we would have never thought. And that's why Trump's got to go after blacks, Latinos, and gay and lesbians because they have been forgotten. Wait till you see the 2024, uh, well, which is where now, un unravel. It'll blow your mind. Well, we're yes. going to have you back. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to need you to help break this down as it continues continues to descend into whatever this is, whatever this becomes. <laughs> we appreciate you so much. Uh, Lionel Media on X.com. Get on over there. Lionel Nation, get over there on the YouTube and subscribe. We really appreciate that. And we appreciate you, Lionel. And we will see you again next time here on State of the Nation at Today's News Talk. While serving in Afghanistan, I was hit by sniper fire. The fighting was so intense, the medevac chopper was barely able to land. In the hospital, I was given a 5% chance to live. It's a good thing math wasn't my best subject. Today, I visit classrooms and share my story. I talk to kids about dealing with life's struggles. I tell them, with a little help and a lot of work, that you can overcome any challenge. DAV helps veterans like Adam get the benefits they've earned. 
They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. I know that some struggles are big and some are small, but they're all struggles, and you have to learn to get through them. With support from DAV, more veterans like me can live their best life. And as a new father, I have one more reason to keep on keeping on. My victory is being there for the next generation. Adam Alexander, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Anticipate potential delays for the morning commute. In other news, a recent government report on prescription drug pricing points to corporate mouth. Freedom of the press is about your right to know. What are you talking about, man? Look at this stats. It's about your right to be informed. Your right to access all types of information keeps us free as a nation. No, 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 no. Today, there are real threats to press freedom. And your right to know about the world around us. Look. Some threats are obvious, some are easy to miss, but they all put our way of life at risk. We must defend against all of these threats, no matter what kind of news is important to you. Justified putting American troops in harm's way. That's a great question. We must protect our right to know before it's too late. Understand the threats. Protectpressfreedom.org. Critically analyzing national affairs. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Are you hip to functional medicine? I've been learning a lot about it. <laughs> we've got the we've got the man to talk about it here with us today. <laughs> um, you know, I've been learning about it for a while here, and um, I've noticed that finding a doctor who's willing to talk about human health and happiness as it pertains to diet and other things that you and I do have control over is rare in this day and age. And it's almost always a pill, a shot, or a cream for a symptom and never a search for the root cause of the symptoms. So our next guest joining us is the cardiologist for people who don't want to go to the doctor. Um, and he calls himself a preventional cardiologist. So joining us now to discuss is the founder of Well12.Health, Dr. Sanjay Bojara. Uh, Dr. B, hey, welcome perfect. to State of the Nation. Uh, first hey. off, give us a little bit of background on yourself and how you <laughs> came to be here. Sure. Well, Brian and Steve, thank you so much for having me. And I think it is an important conversation that we're going to have today. Um, so by training, I am an interventional cardiologist. So I was kind of the person you never wanted to see at two in the morning. That meant that you're having a heart attack. I would drive in lights and sirens into the hospital, uh, open up your artery. Everyone was happy. We'd high five and chest bump. And I did that for about 15 or 20 years until I realized, why does this keep happening? Right. You watch Shark Tank or one of these business type shows. And they always talk about the repeat business. Well, I feel like in my universe, you shouldn't have repeat business, right? This should be a never business or a one and done. And that led me on this path to figure out, you know, what are the 10,000 steps that happened before a heart attack? And what can we do to intervene before something happens? So you've heard of rehab, right? Like you, you tear a rotator cuff, you have to go to physical therapy. We're talking about prehab here. So what can we do before, right? To condition your heart, to condition your body. Um, and, and as you mentioned, it is really a conversation that most doctors aren't comfortable having because in the conventional medicine space, we are a pill for every ill. We are a surgery. Let's cut this out. Nobody really talks about health in our space of the, of conventional medicine. We kind of focus more on how to not have you die. Right. And as you know, from any sports game that you watch, there's a difference between playing to win and playing not to lose. Yeah. Yeah. 
Dr. B, thanks for joining us. Um, I just, you know, we can't can't ignore the elephant in the room, and that is vaccine illness, vaccine injury. Uh, we're seeing a lot of died suddenly cases. Usually, typically, the people that are dropping dead are 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 young, otherwise healthy individuals. And I know that for most part, when you're talking about prehab, which I love that idea, the concept of just staying healthy so you don't have to go to rehab somewhere down the road. But what do you say to people that have taken the jab? These guys uh, or gals go to the gym every day. They eat right. They watch their carbs. They do all that stuff. Some are on keto diets. Some are on paleo diets, whatever. And then all of a sudden they're out walking around the neighborhood and they drop dead of a heart attack. And we find out they had every jab and every booster you could have. What is what yeah, do you take about all that? Yeah, well, it's a tough call, right? And I think it's very personal for everyone. I can tell you that during that time of COVID, I was in the trenches. I was in the intensive care units. I was, you know, gloving head to toe, personal protection of equipment, all that stuff. Every time I got home, I didn't touch my kids. I just ran upstairs to the shower uh, and showered every day. And I there was one day where I took twelve showers. I felt like my skin was going to fall off, like that old. Polter, that scene in Poltergeist, if you remember where he shaves and all the skin falls yeah. off. It's, it's, it's <laughs> thing. Like, that's how I felt. So, you know, I think that, that you know, in a time of, of disaster and, and trying to figure things out, you do the best you can, right? And, and it was a personal decision. So for me, I got every booster and I was kind of joking, you know, if I had to get in my eyeball, seeing what I saw, and that was the only way the vaccine worked, I would have gotten it. Now, you know, we're out of that crisis mode. And, you know, these stories are adding up, and I don't think you can deny them. Um, you know, certainly it's, it's happening. And I think that, you know, one thing that I will say that COVID taught us, though, is the ownership that we have over our own health and how we really have to take control and maybe not trust institutions, not trust other people, but take it on ourselves. And and you mentioned my Well 12 program. That's exactly what I'm trying to do here. Right. I'm not saying medicines are evil. I'm not saying you never need surgery. And in fact, you know, if you're having a heart attack, get to a hospital. Don't try one of my deep breathing exercises. Right. But it's time to take ownership. You know, let's let's get our diets in order. Let's get our stress in order. Let's get our sleep in order. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys have read the the Arnold book, Schwarzenegger's book that just came out. If you have it, fascinating. And it's even better, an audio book. But one of the things he says in there is you can't cheat the reps, right? Like if you want the outcome, you have to do the reps yourself. And similarly, when it comes to, to getting your health, you can't pay somebody else to do it for you, right? I can't pay you to get healthy for me. I have to want it to do it on my own and I have to make the changes that get me there. And and Well 12, my program is exactly that. It's the scaffold, it's the structure to get you to where you want to be. Yeah, uh, you know, and I was looking at the website earlier. It's really cool. So I do recommend that you get out there and check it out. Now, Dr. B, uh, next month is Women's Heart Health Month. And yeah. we have a PSA that rolls here uh, during some of the intermissions between shows um, about this topic. So um, you know, I can't think of a better person to ask, seeing as uh, I'm sitting here with you right now. Um, what can you say um, for for women? You know, a lot of people think that a heart attack is something that only happens to men. And, you know, we could get into the numbers and excess mortality and all that stuff that's changed since 2021. But we'll put that aside for the minute and just sort of like, tell us what you think about, um, like, if you're a woman and you're having you know, random chest pains or something like that. What, what do you say to that person? Well, it's not even chest pains. It's, it's anything. So, I, you know, number one, the first thing to realize is heart disease, heart attack, kills more women per year than breast cancer and all the other cancers combined. 
It's just not something that people are going to get excited to wear a ribbon and go walking in, but it's a big deal in women. And furthermore, the symptoms that women experience aren't that classic mentioned chest pain, but it's not always that classic elephant on my chest, cold sweat, leaning over because you know, it only took medicine about 50 years to figure this out, but women are actually different than men, right? So how do they approach? So it's, it tends not to be those licensed sirens type symptoms, but it's shortness of breath, it's fatigue, it's just something doesn't feel right. In fact, one of my first patients after I finished my training and became a real doctor uh, was a woman who had gone to a different hospital than mine complaining of, you know, I just didn't feel right. And they said, you know what? probably not a big deal. We did this, you know, they checked some cursory blood work that you, and then they actually told her, you know, just go home and gla have a glass of wine. It's probably some anxiety. That woman knew something wasn't right, had her husband drive her to my hospital. And would you believe the second she crossed the threshold of our emergency room, she had a cardiac arrest. So okay. we were able to get in there, opened her up, fixed her. She did great. She's a fabulous lady. I still, you know, see her in clinic, but you know, I, unfortunately, because it's not that it wasn't that classic elephant on my chest, you know, there's a bias even in medicine against women sometimes. So, you know, I would tell women, you know, trust yourselves, you know yourself better than any doctor does. And if something doesn't feel right, don't give up, right? Don't get gaslighted to think, oh, it probably is just stress or something or, or anxiety. I will have a glass of wine and see what happens. Get checked out. Make sure that you're you're comfortable with the workup, with the evaluation that you're having. And that goes for guys too, but I think especially more for women. Yeah. And the problem with that, of course, is a lot of women uh, probably unknowingly think, well, this is a guy thing and, and and they don't take it as seriously as they probably should. Let me ask you this, doctor, and I, I tend to ask this to every doctor that's been on since basically COVID. And, the, and, and I think I still think it's a pertinent question. Part of the problem that I see that happened with COVID beyond the obvious, beyond the people dying, beyond the the the, the you know, the losses and all of that. The biggest loss in a lot of ways was the loss of trust within yeah. people and the medical profession. I don't know if that could be the CDC, could be National Institutes of Health, but that trust has been burned. We can, I think a lot of us would, would lay the blame at, at the feet of Dr. Anthony Fauci, but not, that's neither here nor there. My question is, as a doctor, do you notice that and how do you get that trust back because well 12 sounds like a wonderful program this is preventative medicine i think that i think i think i trust present preventative medicine is what i'm saying so but how yeah. do you get that trust back in 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 the medical profession yeah well you know trust is a big deal right and i think when you look at all the different professions the trust that bond that you have between doctor and patient is one of the most sacred things there is right so you know number one one doctor isn't every doctor, right? And your doctor is not, unless you happen to have him as your doctor, is not Dr. Fauci, right? So, you know, I, I think number one, just realize doctors are human and we're always trying to do the best we can, right? Like we, we're not like uh, waxing our acrylic handlebar mustaches and trying to figure out how we can kind of put one over on patients. We are trying the best that we can do. You know, I, I think though, kind of a little bit of a way to reframe that question is, you know, what I like about this is not necessarily the lack of trust of physicians, because like I said, that's important. But I think the emphasis on self-reliance, right, is taking over. I think that is a big deal. And and that was one of the unintended, unintended consequences of COVID. Now, as a medical community, I think that we need to be open, right, and say, you know what, in times of war, you do what you need to do. And and we had no idea which way COVID was going to Was it gonna turn left? Was it going to turn right? Was this going to be an extinction level event? Or is this just going to be like a common cold, right? And and 
we were trying to figure this out as we go. And there was no precedent in modern times how to how to respond. It's not like there was a textbook in the library that I could refer to. Oh, yeah, just do this, that and, and the other. Right. So we tried the best we could. But, you know, again, I think just getting back to this idea of relying on yourself, I think that's a big deal, that personal ownership. And that's, I think, one of the great benefits to come from COVID is that people are now realizing that not necessarily I can't trust my doctor, but I know what I can do for myself, right? And I think, Steve, you mentioned paleo and carnivore and kind of all these other diets. Realize that that this is not a one-size-fits-all type situation, right? There's a little bit of give and take, there's a little bit to figure out, right? I don't know what kind of car you drive. I don't know what kind of car you drive, Brian or Steve, but you know, the car that I drive might not necessarily be the right one for you because we have different needs of a car, right? So sim- similarly, our genetics are different. Our exposures, like I grew up in, in next to Gary, Indiana. So I remember, you know, you've got the Northern Lights, well, we had the pink of the steel mills, like lighting up the night sky. So I probably had a ton of heavy metal exposure growing up that, you know, that my body has that yours might not, right? So we have to honor our individual differences, not just in genetics, but the things that we're exposed to and and kind of work with our bodies as opposed to against our bodies. And that's all kind of baked into that Well 12 program that we talked about. Yeah, it, it looks really, really great. Um, again, well12.health, that's one, two, W-E-L-L, one, two, dot health. Head on over there. It's um, it's a great site. There's a free morning routine that you can check out over there. And then there's your reset program, which is based in um, functional medicine, and it includes diet optimization, uh, daily food log reviews, and a community. That's something I've found helpful um, in situations like this before, too, is having a community of users that one can interact with. I mean, in, in our yeah. last couple minutes, um, talk to us a, a little bit about functional medicine and how that could be important across different, um, you know, searches for doctors and for help, you know, right. whether it's dental or for your pet or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So the idea of functional medicine seems cutting edge, but it's actually, I think, one of the most like primitive types of medicine there is, is really using your body to heal itself. Right. I think, Brian, you'd mentioned root cause, you know all these medicines that we have, right? They're treating a symptom. My blood pressure is high. I'm going to give something to give it low, but I'm not necessarily dealing with the underlying reason as to why my blood pressure is high. You know, I have acid reflux. I'll give you a medicine to suppress your acid, but why is your stomach churning and refluxing in the first place? By the way, spoiler alert, make sure to chew your food 33 times and your reflux might get a lot better. But but the idea behind functional medicine is really using the body to balance itself. So let's get away from medicines, right? Let's get away from surgeries and, and all of these things. Let's use our nature right to heal ourselves so that's that's really the idea behind functional medicine well it's really interesting and i tell you know i you always i I go to my doctor sometimes doctor and 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 she says uh something that i that i love her for she says steve it comes down to common sense do you have any (laughs) when when i asked her when i asked her about you know i gotta lose some weight you know and she goes it comes down to common sense but preventative yeah. medicine and well 12, this is a program that kind of puts you on the path of getting in touch with your own body, I guess. Correct. That's exactly right. So there's a fighter jet going by down here next to yeah. uh, fighter town in, in La <laughs> Oh, I got you. Well, listen, uh, doctor, I want to thank you for joining us today. I, we hope we can get you back on, uh, and, and, and talk more, uh, because uh, this has been a real, uh, Real eye-opener. I'm going to your page as soon as we hang up. Well 12, that's well the number 12, dot health, Dr. Sanjay Borjraj, Dr. B to us. 
Thank you for joining us on State of the Nation today. Have a wonderful day, and hopefully we can get you back here, oh, I don't know, real soon. <laughs> you know, it's been so great, and, and stay warm and stay safe, guys. Thank you so much, Absolutely. Doctor. Take care of yourself. Bye. Uh, bye-bye. Well, there he goes. Hesh, good show today, my friend. We'll do it all over again tomorrow. In the meantime, Missy Winston is coming up next on today's News Talk. This is Steve Hook for Brian Hesher. Uh, Brian Hesher-McLean. We'll see you tomorrow on State of the Nation. On-